Hello, and welcome to the Quantum Fit Podcast. I'm Taylor, and I am your host. This podcast is all about applying the different principles of quantum physics and quantum biology to your health and fitness. This gives us a holistic view of how different environmental factors, such as sunlight or cold, play a major role in your overall health. So I won't just be talking about diet or exercise and developing good habits. If you want to really make lasting changes in how you feel, think, and act, then I'd recommend you try to listen closely and have an open mind to what I have to say. Every day I'll be hitting you with a quick 7-15 to minute long podcast. I keep it short like this because it makes it both informative and to the points so that you don't feel quite so overwhelmed with information. Also, currently I do not do any kind of advertisements. So instead, I ask that you share this podcast with a friend or family member if you enjoyed the message and gained something from it. I want to be able to spread quality and easy-to-understand content that everyone can take and use in their own daily lives. I would highly appreciate it. On to today's episode, Biochemistry Knowledge is BS. Alright, continuing with my rant on yesterday's podcast, here are a few major blind spots that biochemistry has. I mean, who knows when they'll learn about them and actually accept them. It could take years, decades even, so it's definitely worth pointing them out. So, all studies on proteins and how they function in cells fail to take into account cellular hydration states, a.k.a. stuff I talked about on a fairly recent podcast. Put another way, pretty much all of the research on proteins is done by researchers who do not know about or do not understand structured water. They don't get that proteins function entirely different as the easy water levels go up or down. I talked about, again, I talked about this in a recent podcast, but basically, and it's a, it's a theory, but it's a pretty solid theory that, you know, if a cell doesn't have enough spiraling structured water in it, a protein will more than likely have a more difficult time interacting with the cell or, you know, whatever it's trying to interact with. Hell, it might do things completely unexpected if the EZ is strong or weak enough. I mean, yeah, we we do get a good idea of how proteins generally work, looking at amino acids and how they connect and stuff, you know, all the studies done on it. So, you know, this work should still be done. But the fact that this factor as a whole is completely ignored is ludicrous. And what about any other molecules in the body? You know, not necessarily proteins, like any kind of fat molecules or whatever. They, too, will work completely differently with varying easy water levels. It makes for one hell of an elephant in the room of bioscience. Another thing that biochemistry studies do not take into account is the fact that living beings rely on light to function optimally. I talked about this in the very first episode and across a couple others. Make sure you, you know, go through them again if you need to. And, you know, light is essential for optimal health, as well as uh, cellular communication. The UV light that is generated through sunlight exposure internally 
is what activates genes and stem cells to cause miracle healings and, you know, as well as full disease reversal. That's where it comes from. Good luck convincing any of the biochemistry gurus out though there. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's just crazy. You know, you, you can't even convince them even though the studies are right there under their nose, right in front of them. Like, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, there's giant studies done on it that show that the more sunlight you get, the lower your chance of dying from every single thing on earth. Every single cause of death goes down the more sunlight you get. Moving on, um, I have yet to cover the idea of tensegrity, but it's huge. It has a very, very large impact in the body. Um, yeah, so that, that word, tensegrity, it's a combination of tension and integrity. So it, it, in us humans, it, it simply means that everything is interconnected and responds to all outside forces. The tiniest forces in one area of the body will affect the rest of the system, whether it's someone poking you or a type of light hitting your skin. So, you know, it's something where, you know, even if you're just stretching your arm just a little bit, the rest of your body is has to respond to it it does it's all connected through fascia and then you know same goes for hormones and biochemistry you know any kind of hormones that are released you know many of them have effects that you know they're able to travel throughout the whole body not just they're not localized so again that that's the the main idea of tensegrity but anyway Mainstream biochemistry is built upon the concept of breaking things down and isolating how they function. Once again, unfortunately, the body acts and reacts in unison. So trying to, you know, scale up the functions of things is pretty much useless. You know, I would argue that this type of thinking of trying to scale up the function will usually lead to problems. Okay, so for instance, you know, what I'm talking about here, yesterday's episode I talked about how, you know, people within medical community tend to focus on DNA when it comes to cancers and stuff. It leads them to thinking that cancer is an isolated incident. It's the genes, that's what it is, oh my god. But the reality is that the person more than likely already had severe damage across their body and all of their tissues before the cancer ever showed up. Now, EMF is probably the second biggest offender. Electromagnetic waves can either heal you more rapidly or kill you more rapidly. It's the difference between generating a, you know, just a shit ton of structured water and increasing the efficiency of your mitochondria and, you know, otherwise it's reducing your structured water to almost nothing and causing insanely fast and uncontrolled duplication of mitochondria and the mitochondrial DNA. I won't bother going any further on this. Um, you know, if you want to know more or you kind of forgot a little bit, just go back to episode four and five if you want to touch on why EMF is such a big deal. And again, as far as the widespread, you know, the overall medical community is concerned... 
they most of them have no idea that EMF is a thing. They'll either literally don't know what you're talking about when you say electromagnetic waves. Like they literally don't know what it is, which is insanity because that's how the body that's a big that's a big way that the body is able to communicate with itself. It uses electromagnetic waves and light. You know, or they just don't care. They just ignore it, you know? Let's focus on the biochemistry. Screw that electromagnetic waves. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just insanity once again. So this next point is a little different. One you probably didn't expect. But I have a big problem with biochemistry and the placebo effect. I understand the need to test against it to ensure that, you know, whatever chemical they're testing or well, just whatever they're testing, is actually producing the result, not, you know, positive thought, positive thinking, or whatever, the placebo. So, you know, but the question is, why the hell isn't there more work being done to improve the placebo? You know, I mean, of course, the easiest answer is money, of course. You know, but, okay, so for instance, there's a fair amount of doctors who pres uh, who prescribe antidepressants who have gone on record saying that in many studies, if not most, the placebo tends to work just as well as the medication does, just as well as the antidepressants work. Sometimes the placebo does an even better job. You know, so why, why isn't there more work done in you know, in biochemistry, to look at the placebo. I don't understand. No one looks at it. Well, almost no one. There's some books out there. There's some people that have done studies and looked through it, but that's another topic another day. So, you know, instead of treating placebos as a nuisance, you know, where they have to test against it, placebos should be studied and exploited to the max if we want a full understanding of how biochemistry works in humans. Because, again, humans are, you know, placebo effect is... As far as I know, it's pretty much unique to humans, so wouldn't we want to study that in biochemistry if it has such a huge impact that we always have to test against it? All right, now we come to the final point. Biochemistry ignores the fact, again, it's not an idea, it's not a belief, but a solid, verifiable fact that all wavelengths of light cause effects in the skin and eyes. A quick story to demonstrate my point. I work in a hospital and had run into someone while wearing my red glasses. So they commented on how, you know, they changed from yellow to red. We, we kind of joked about it. And if you listen to my second podcast, you would know why I changed them. It had gotten to a certain point at night. So, I, you know, I switched from my yellow to the red to block more blue light. Anyways... I told her that I wear them to protect my eyes from the horrible lighting because hospitals are, they're atrocious. I think it's the worst light you can possibly get, really. It's almost pure blue is what it is. And she didn't know at all what I was talking about. Okay, now also keep in mind here, she works a job where she has a bachelor's in the medical field. You know, and again, they don't talk at all about light because biochemistry ignores light. Now, she replied to me saying, you know, it, it was kind of strange because there's kind of some silence. She's like, oh, okay, you know, like not knowing what I was talking about that, you know, blue light is bad for your eyes. And so, yeah, she ended up replying after a time saying that 
that's why she wore sunglasses. I mean, I kind of laughed in my head because I kind of had an idea where this was going, so... Anyway, I, I asked about it, and she said it's because the sun damages the eyes. That's, where she, that's why she wears sunglasses. She also said that she was told this by her doctor. Anyone else see the irony of this? She was told by a doctor, a man with a PhD who put years of work into understanding the human body from all sorts of perspectives, that sunlight will damage her eyes and probably give her skin cancer. Of course, you know, I don't blame either of them for not knowing. You know, instead, I blame the system and, I guess I shouldn't say system, but maybe medical community. You know, that's a good term. I blame the medical community as a whole. You know, whether it's, you know, fields that, you know, schools that, you know, train doctors, basically, you know, teach them and, you know, all the biochemistry studies that are done and studies on light, I don't know, just all of it. You know, none of them talk to each other to try and understand it or, you know, they just ignore it, you know. So it it's just crazy to me that this happened, you know, that that I had this conversation, I knew exactly where it was going, and it was so predictable. That's the very problem that I'm talking about. They just, they don't get it, you know. And even if they do try to understand, or, you know, hear about it or whatever, they won't do anything about it. They'll just stick their head further in the sand. You can't even have a conversation about it, you know. Now, I, I don't, I don't particularly like talking about these sort of things out in the open since I personally know a lot of people who take great pride in their biology-related degrees and, well, <laughs> you know, my opinions on these sorts of things definitely ruffle feathers, you know, but it needs to be said either way. I, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. This episode was... I tried to... F I guess the point of it was to open your eyes more. I want you to ask more questions about what you really know about biology. And to ask questions about, you know, do the supposed experts actually know what they're talking about when it comes to biology? Do they understand that everything is interconnected? Do they understand the effects of light, water, electromagnetism? And of course, you know, the answer is generally no. So it's good to be, you know, aware of this and to ask those kinds of questions. You need to ask those kinds of questions. Speaking of which, uh, again, this is the end of the podcast, so if you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Instagram at RealQuantumFit, my personal Facebook page, Taylor Kelson, or through a voice message across Anchor. All right, see ya.